continuing on the Monday night shirm, the mitzvahs. So in this week's parsha, so there's no official mitzvah and tarik mitzvahs uh, mentioned in the parsha, but you know, so let's be a little creative, but it's, it's not it's not too creative. The truth is, so the parsha we have uh, the petira, the passing away of Yaakov Avinu. And it talks about Yaakov Inu that uh, he's embalmed and, and eventually, you know, he's buried in Mars Machpelo, they bring him. And so I figured it would be an opportunity to talk about one of the mitzvahs in the Torah, which is the mitzvah of Kvura, of burying someone after they pass away. And so, again, it's a, it's a large topic with many different, you know, avenues that we can, that we can explore. We'll explore a certain aspect of it. And uh, like I've mentioned many times, you know, whenever, uh, again, you know, and whenever you learn something, the halacha of it is very limited. It's whatever the topic is. So this topic is going to be limited in halacha, practically in the body of the mitzvah, it's going to be limited to its specific, particular, uh, you know, its particular expressions and halachas. But when you get to the premise of it, it becomes a derech and Hashem. Every mitzvah becomes a complete mahalach and avodah Hashem that redefines all of our Yiddishkeit. Every mitzvah, that's why, you know, again, I've mentioned this uh, Many times that, you know, one, one person says L'shem Yichud before a mitzvah. So part of, uh, there's different nuschais for L'shem Yichud. One of the aspects, uh, one nusach of L'shem Yichud is that you're about to do, let's say, do, uh, you know, put on tefillin. So you're putting on tefillin and you say, I'm, I'm already muchad mazuman, I'm preparing myself to fill mitzvah tefillin. V'chol tarik mitzvah tluyim And all the 613 that's connected to tefillin. What 613 is so in Pneumius, again, when you get into the, the Pneumius of any particular mitzvah, it sheds light on all the 613. So there's going to be no different. As Hashem Yisbarach will we'll go through a little bit of um, the halachas of the mitzvah of Kvura, and uh, we'll investigate a little bit of the Pneumius of it. And Bez Hashem, from there, we'll be able to have, a, you know, shed some light on really all of Yiddishkeit Bechlal. Okay, so it's like this. Like I said, there's different aspects of this mitzvah. So we're going to go through, uh, you know, just a few, a few of them. Um, we're going to go step by step, step by step. So we'll begin like this. In Marmokka number one, we'll see if we can get through everything. Probably not, but we'll do the best we can. So in Marmokka number one, it all begins with a Pasuk in Parshish Kiseitze. That's really where, where, where this mitzvah of Kvura, of again, bearing someone after they pass away. So it all begins in, in, in this in this parsha of Kiseitze. The Pasuk over there, the context is talking about uh, when a person is killed in Besdin with... Uh, particularly skila, or even within skila, particular averis that would uh, warn skila. So there's this mitzvah we're not going to be talking about right now, but the Pasuk does say there's a mitzvah of, after the person is killed, to hang them on, on an eight. The Mishnah talks about a Sanhedrin, doesn't mean a tree, a piece of wood to hang them just for a moment, not for a long period of time. And that's the Pasuk, that's the context over here. So the Pasuk says after a person is killed in Besdin and they're hung just for a little bit of time. So it says in Pasuk, Loi solen nevlasai al ha'etz. Loi solen, don't let it, don't let it, don't let the, the, the person hang there um, f- for a long period of time. Lina, the word lina means uh, for a elongated period. We'll see exactly the gather of it. Loi solen nevlasai al ha'etz, don't let it be there for an extended period of time. Ki kavr tikberenu b'yaymuhu. Rather, the person should be buried that day. Because a human being, a yid, is uh, it's a bizarre for the rabbinic shalom, for the for a human a human being, and specifically a Jew, to be uh, sitting like that. And don't contaminate the land of Eretz Yisrael that the rabbinic shalom has given you. 
That's the Pasuk. So again, that's the context of your person is killed, and uh, after, after he's killed in Besdin, so says the Pasuk, don't let the body just hang out there for an extended period of time, rather bury him that day. It's a bizarre otherwise. That's the Pasuk. Okay. Well, that's a shem. We'll see as time goes on tonight, next few minutes, to break down the Pasuk in different, different particulars. But number one, according to Chazal, there are two mitzvahs contained in this Pasuk. Two mitzvahs. One leisase and one ase. Okay? One leisase, one negative mitzvah is leisalen. Leisalen. Now again, even though the context of the Pasuk is specific to this particular case, a person killed in Besdin, and he's, the person is hanging on this, uh, on this pole, and the Pasuk says, don't let him hang there for an extended period of time, we'll see soon, Chazal understand that this is not, even though the Pasuk is talking about that particular case, it's just an example. That this is a general mitzvah that applies to anyone that passes away. But again, that's the, the, but we'll get to that Bez Hashem soon. But the first loisa say is loisalen, that, that a person that passes away, this person that passed away, the person should not, uh, the body should not sit, should not be, should not be, the lina should not take place. For the body just to sit there without, for an extended period of time, there's a loisa say. That's a violation of a prohibition. That's number one. And then you have an assay, ki cover to bury the person that day. So it's a positive mitzvah of cover tikbarenu. So it's an always assay and an assay. Okay. So the first issue that the Rishainim and Acharim deal with is just the parameters of time. When exactly do these assays apply? When when you know when do I when does the person have to be buried as it's obligated by the assay? And when does the person have to be buried as it's obligated by the lois assay? So in other words, let's break it, break it down simply like this. The Asei is pretty clear. It says, Ki cover tikbarenu The person should be buried that day. That day. So we know that in halacha, the way, whatever a day is, right? So a, a calendar day ends by sunset. So if a person passes away, right? So this person is killed in Besdin, for example. So he's killed, uh, usually, not, not usually, a person is killed in Besdin during the daytime. So uh, let's say this person is killed at, uh, I know it sounds very morbid when we're talking about this, but we'll get to the Pneumius and, and it'll, come, it'll come back to life, you'll see. But anyway, this person is killed uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, whatever it is, so it's the middle of the day, that's when Bezdin would, uh, would take care of these things during the day. So the Pasuk says, So the say is telling us that if this person has to be buried before sunset, right? Sunset is the next day already, right? After sunset is the following day. So if, if Bezdin were to be negligent, or the Chavar Kedisha are negligent, and, they, and the person is not buried before sundown, so they violated that say. That's covered to Kibbana Okay. <clears throat> what about Leisalin? What about the negative prohibition? What about the negative prohibition? So the Pasuk doesn't really give us a clear demarcation point of what's considered to be the, the body being left over, being uh, sitting there too long. It says Leisalin, don't let it sit there too long. But what does it mean too long? So it's unclear. It's a certain amount of hours. Is another demarcation point? It's unclear. So this is where it becomes a little bit of a machlekes. The sheet of the Ramban, we'll see in a second in the Marmakaimis, the Ramban and the Rilunil, a number of Rishonim hold, that because the say is vague in terms of it giving us a clear demarcation point of like, okay, you cross this line of, of time, you are now in violation of say. It's not clear. It just says don't let it sit too long. And, but the assay is clear that it's that particular calendar day, and that's the line that you have to make sure you don't cross, that the person has to be buried within that calendar day. 
since the loisa say is unclear, but the say is, so the Ramban, as we'll see in a moment, and, and other Rishonim hold, that the say comes and clarifies the loisa say. So even though the loisa say is not clear, since the say is clear that it's that day, we'll assume that's what the loisa say means as well. So therefore, as we'll see in a second, these, this camp of Rishonim hold, that both the say and the loisa say are telling us the same thing, which is that if the person is killed in Besdin, one o'clock in the afternoon, nine in the morning, whatever it is, <clears throat> the Asay tells us, there's a positive mitzvah to bury the person before sundown, while it's still that day. And there's, and there's an Aver of Laisalin, don't, don't let the body sit too long. What does it mean too long? It means past that particular day. So both the Asay and the Laisalin have the same basic parameters, it's that particular day. And if you cross, and if you do it properly, if you bury the person within the day, you're fulfilling an Asay. And if you delay it, as we'll see, there's, there's certain exceptions, but if you delay it, then you violated an essay and a loss essay. Yeah, that's the, that's, uh, that's the Rishonim. You'll see in a second. So Marmokka number two, the Ramban on Chumash over there, says the following thing. Vini hamolin toli If a person allows the body to sit uh, too long, the person violates loisalin. He violates both. In other words, the Ramban is putting both the Lysase and the Essay in the same sentence, in the same context, that whatever the, by, by allowing, by, by not bearing the, the person, quote-unquote, right away, you're in violation of both the Essay and the Lysase. In other words, what the Ramban is saying is that the Essay and the Lysase have the same parameters, the same guidelines. Whatever the demarcation point is that the Essay is telling you, don't pass that particular point in time, that's what the Lysase is telling you the same thing. So it's, uh, they're both telling you the same idea, which is bury the person that particular calendar day. You cross over that, that border of time without uh, the person being buried, then you violated both assay and the loss assay. That's the Ramban. Yeah? Oh, very good, very good. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good, very good. We're going to see that in a second. Very, very good. <clears throat> so it's like this. Marmokka um, number three, the real O'Neill, one of the Rishanim also makes the same point. Hamolinus Mesai, someone that leaves the body over, that does Lina, right? Like the Basak says, he spells it out clearly. It means that you didn't bury him that day, like the assay indicates, then you're in violation of the lois assay. So this is, again, I mean, you're right. As we'll see in a second, lina usually means um, overnight. But here, since the Pasuk, since the, if you go back to the Pasuk in Maramukha number one, it's key cover tikbaren of yaimahu. So if it was just it's one Pasuk standing alone independently, then maybe you would say that. But because the Pasuk itself then continues, key, cover, meaning don't do Laisalin, rather bury him that day. So it's indicative that over here Laisalin means that day as well. That's the argument that these Rishonim make. But it's not just Ari against the Ramban. You have a backup. Okay, you have backup. The Maramukha number four, there's a tshuva from the Radvaz. Okay, the Radvaz... So the early Achreinu, he was the, I guess, I think he was the chief rabbi of Egypt at the time. So he was one of the great, great Achreinu. So he writes the following thing. He doesn't bring down the Ramban that we, that we saw in Chumash that puts the, the Lysasei and the Sey all together. He doesn't quote the real O'Neill that says clearly that if you don't bury the person that day, you're violating the Lysasei. But he says on his own the following point. Da, you should know. He called Lina, Hamurvatayra, that term Lina of letting something or somebody, in this particular case, sit for too long, what does that word lina mean? 
So whenever you find it in Chumash, says Rabaz, it always means overnight. That's always what it means, overnight. So he gives a couple examples. It says in Pasuk, This is a mitzvah, we talked about this uh, during the summer. The Pasuk says that if you owe someone money, you owe a worker money, don't let the wages sit overnight. In other words, if you owe him, if he's owed money, uh, you know, at a particular night, at night to get paid for the work that he did during that day. So you're not allowed to wait till sunrise to pay him. You have to pay him that particular night. And the word loisalin means don't let the wages sit overnight. Uksiv nami, or another example. Don't let the fats and the, the meat of a carbon sit till the morning. And the word loisalin over here, again, means don't let it sit overnight. Don't let it sit throughout the night until the next morning. Mashma. And all these psukim, when it talks about the word lina, are all, they all seem to indicate that the word lina means having something, whether it be the wages of a worker or pieces of a carbon, don't let it sit overnight. So having something sit overnight all the way through the nighttime till sunrise, that's usually a description of lina, of something that experienced lina, is something that, that, that was sitting until sunrise. Hilkach. Therefore, says the Radvaz, So you go back to our Pasuk, this Lois essay that says, don't let the body sit, don't let it sit too long. What does it mean, Says the Radvaz, therefore, if the word lina always means something sitting overnight, then in this case where it says, it means don't let the body sit overnight until sunrise. And if the body sits overnight, until sunrise, now you violated the lois essay. So says Radvaz, the lois essay is telling us also, again, a certain time frame of when the person is supposed to be buried. And when is the lois essay telling us? The lois essay is saying, don't let it sit until sunrise. That's what it means, lois salin. However, that's all the lois essay, says Radvaz. The essay is, is clear, a different time frame. Lick for a kol haruge bezdin. The assay is telling us to bury someone that's killed in bezdin. Bayoimariga, the day that the person is killed. The chsev ki kavr tik breno bayoimahu. Therefore, says Radvaz, what comes out is that even though we have both a positive mitzvah and a negative prohibition regarding this topic of when a person that was killed in bezdin is supposed to be buried, but the time frame of the violations are different. The assay time frame is to fulfill the mitzvah of Kvura, it has to be buried that day. The person has to be buried that, that day. In other words, before sundown. <clears throat> to violate the loisese, however, you have to not, even if you didn't bury the person by sundown, if the person is buried, uh, if the person waited, is, is not being buried until sunrise the next morning, that's loisalin. That's loisalin. So that say is telling you, bury the person by sundown. Lysolin is telling you, bury the person by sunrise the next morning. If a person, if the Bezdin was negligent and they waited till the next morning, then certainly they violated the assay by, sun, by sunset array, they violated the, the assay, and then they violated the Lysolin assay by next morning. That's how the Red Vaz puts it. Okay. So, so this is a discussion that, 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 that we'll see in a second in Chazal. The, the assumption of Chazal is that it's Ladavka. It's Lavdafka on the eights. It's as long as the person is not buried. As the passage continues, but uh, 
it is a very good point that you're making. Uh, in parentheses, the Rambam and Sefer Mitzvahs, again, like I said, there's many different angles to go with this, but if you take a look at the Rambam and Sefer Mitzvahs, he seems to say that, that there's a, a certain chumrah in having the person sit on the eights. But for our purposes, uh, we'll assume that. The yeah, so, so the, you're right. So the, in the Ravazi, he's definitely splitting it up, that the timeline of when the assay obligates a person and when the Lois assay obligates a person, so certainly there's a difference. The assay kicks in much earlier. The assay kicks in by that day, before sunset, and the Lois assay already gives you much more time to deal with. But, uh, but, but they're both revolving in the same situation. The person has to be buried. Okay. So that's in terms of when, what's the time frame of burying this person. Okay. Now let's, let's get to the next uh, part of the discussion, which is how far-reaching does this loisa say and essay go? In other words, like I said, the Pusik is talking about a very specific case, a person killed in Besden. A person killed in Besden. And a person that's killed in Besden, like I said, Besden does these things during the day. So this person that's being killed, so the Pasuk says, don't let him, don't do lina, right? There's a prohibition, don't do lina. Rather, bury him that particular day. So there's a loisah say and say about this case. And the question is, does the loisah say and say apply to, uh, to the rent, uh, an average person that passes away? Okay, so take a look at Maramukim number five. Um, you know, before, okay, before we get to five, let's go to Maramukim number six. Maramukim number six is like this. It's a Gemara in Sanhedrin. The Gemara said, well, uh, fine, you know, let's do number five. Uh, might as well. The, the, the Gemara in, in, in Sanhedrin is going on a Mishnah. So the Mishnah says in Sanhedrin, Mem Vav It's talking, the Mishnah over there is talking about the halachas of, um, of Mises Bezin, of how Bezin would, would, uh, would uh, carry out their punishments. So over there, the context is, is talking about how Skila took place. And it says in detail that the person was killed in Skila. And then they would hang him up from the eights, like the Pasuk indicates you're supposed to do. And then the Mishnah says as follows, And they would immediately take him down. And if the body would, would remain uh, too long, if Lina took place, then they would be violating right? Again, the Mishnah doesn't tell us, you know, what exactly the, the, the timeline is, what does it mean to be Lun? That's what we saw before, the Ramban versus uh, the Radvaz. Is it the same time frame as the Asay, or is it a different time frame in terms of waiting till the next morning? Okay, fine. But the Mishnah just tells us this idea that there is this violation, there is this Laisasay of Laisalim. It's interesting, the Mishnah doesn't tell us about, it doesn't, doesn't tell us about the Asay of Kavartik Bereno. But the truth is, we, we, we do find the... Many places in Chazal, there's such a term as meis mitzvah, right? So meis mitzvah. Meis mitzvah means a person needs to be buried, right? And so, the, the word, as the word indicates, meis mitzvah, there's a mitzvah to bury someone. So, clearly there is a mitzvah to bury someone. Again, the Mishnah is focusing on the loisase side of things, but, uh, but I'll go upon him. The Mishnah tells us that this loisase, and, and definitely that say as well, applied to someone that was killed in Bezin. But like I said, what about, what about uh, a regular citizen? So this is where the Gemara comes in. Maramukha number six, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, over there, Memvav Amid Beis, says the following thing. Oh, Rabbi Yechanan, Meshim Rashim Ba'echai. Rabbi Yechanan says the name of Meshim Ba'echai. Minayin, Lamalin is Meisai, Sha'ever Olav B'Laisase. How do I know that this Laisase of Laisalin, even though, again, the Pasuk is talking about a specific case of someone killed in Bezdin, but how do I know, says Meshim Ba'echai, that it applies really to everyone? 
So Tamaloimer, so it says Rishim Rechayadrasha, when the Pasik continues, Kikover Tikbarenu, so it's a double language. Why does it have to say Kikover Tikbarenu? It says ki, ki, it should say Kikover or Kikbarenu. What's Kikover Tikbarenu, a double language? So it says Rishim Rechay, it's coming to add that this Pasuk, right, although it seems to be talking about specifically a person killed in Besdin, the extra word Tikbarenu comes to add that this Pasuk is talking really about everyone as well. Mikan, from here we see that extra word, that the Loisas say, that the Pasuk started with, of Loisalin, it's really referring to anyone that, that passes away, that the family or the Chavra Kedisha that are involved and in charge of the Kvura, they have to make sure that they don't violate this prohibition of Loisalin. So the same Loisalin as we saw by Mises Bezdin, whatever that means. Either, according to Ramban, it means that day, or according to the Radvaz, it means by the next morning. But whatever it is, that demarcation point of Leisalin applies to everyone. That's the, that's the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Now the Gemara goes on, in Maramak number 7, the Gemara continues that not only do we see from this extra word that the Leisasei of Leisalin applies to everyone, but it also tells us that the Asei of Kovertik Berenu Bayamu also applies to everyone. And the Gemara says, Amaisa, Amrle Shvormalka Ravchama. Shvarmalka was, uh, was a guy, he was a non-Jewish person, and he was a, Mark calls him a king, he was like a, like a high position of authority in that, in, that, in that part of the world. So Shvarmalka said to Rav Chama the following question, Kvur menatur how do you know, where do, where do you guys get this idea from that there's a mitzvah to bury people in the ground after they pass away? That's what he asked Rav Chama, an innocent question. How do you know, where's the source of this mitzvah? So, Ishtik. Rav Chama didn't answer. He said, uh, I'm not sure. He didn't answer. He didn't say anything. Om Rav Chama Bar Yaakov. So I guess this conversation or lack thereof, Rav Chama Bar Yaakov heard about it. And he said, uh, he said a stark thing. He said, uh, The Rabbana Shalom gave uh, authority to, to people that, uh, that don't understand. You know, in other words, uh, Rav Chama is a Talmud Chacham, he's a, he's a God Ladar, and uh, he has, you know, he has power and authority because of that, and the Rav Hashem gave it over to someone that didn't know how to say. He should have said, what, what should Rav Chama have responded? What's the source of there being a mitzvah to bury? He should have said, that, that even though, that it says, even though that Pasuk, again, the simple reading is talking about someone who was killed in Vezdin, but again, the double language that Rav Shemba already said in the previous Maramakim, that extends the loisaseh to everyone, the double language also extends the asay to everyone. So that's what Rav Chama should have told Shvur Malka, that the, the double lashon of kikavr tikbarenu is a rib, is marba, that the mitzvah of, of kavr tikbarenu applies to everyone. So that's what Rav Rachab felt Rav Chama should have responded to Shvur Malka. Why didn't he? So the Gemara says, not because Rav Chama disagrees that that's the source, that is the source. The reason is, says the Gemara, that Shavar Malka was a guy. Uh, the concept of there being an extra word, and this extra word is a source for a drasha, uh, Shavar Malka would not have heard this. He wouldn't have accepted it. So that's Rav Chama just didn't want to, you know, uh, whatever he would have said, Shavar Malka was not going to accept anyway. But I'll go upon him from the discussion back and forth from this Gemara. Again, we see this following thing, and that even though the Pasuk, the Loisesei and the Asei are both talking to Specific, it seems to be specifically talking about a guy killed in Besdin, but based on the, the, the extra word, Tikvarenu, both the Loisesei and the Asei apply to everyone. Okay, that's the simple Gemara. Okay. Comes the Radvaz, 
So in, so in other words, based on that, we would say the Pashtas that whatever the Gedarim are, whatever the timelines are for the Asay and the Lois Asay, as we saw before, for someone that was killed in Bezdin, just carry that over to anyone that passes away. So that means that a certain person passes away uh, in the middle of the day. So the Asay obligates the, the family to bury them by before sunset. Cover tick brand, no And if a person passes away, I don't know, uh, in the middle of the night or whatever it is, then, or, or, or let's say they violate, you know, the, the person passed away during the day, but they didn't bury him that, that before sunset, then already by the next morning, they'll be in violation of the license, say, of Lysolid, right? So those are the demarcation points. Comes the Ravaz with the Chiddush. The Ravaz says the Chiddush like this. In Marmokin number eight, the Ravaz is Mechadish the following Nikudim. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you outside what he says, then we'll see it together inside. The Ravaz says that, that even though in the Gemara it would seem that both the Loisase and the Asse are equally and evenly being transferred over to everyone, says the Ravaz, not so. Certainly the Loisase applies to everyone. That's, that's, that's clear in the Gemara. Shemarichai said that Molinus Mesai, that a person lets the body sit over and does Lina, so you violated Loisase, that certainly applies. But comes the Ravaz Achidish and he says as follows, but when the Gemara says that the mitzvah of kvur applies to everyone, that just means the general mitzvah of bearing. But the time frame of kavr tik brenu by yoimahu, that does not apply to every particular Jew. That's only specific to someone killed in Bezdin. That's the chedesh of the Ravaz. So the time frame of the loisase applies to everyone. The time frame of the say does not. Why not? Where is he coming from? So it comes to Ravaz like this. He says like this, the daf kalagabi haruge Bezdin when it comes to a person killed in Bezdin, that's when the lav and the say with all their with their specific time frames apply. Avagabi hamolinus mesai, but an average citizen that passes away, ain't sham el lav lavad. The time frame that you have to make sure the person is buried by, you only have to be concerned about the loisase time frame, not the say time frame. And he makes a point of this. And he says, because if you think about it, in the Gemara's that we saw, it's true that we had this whole, you know, conversation for Malka with Rucham, this whole back and forth that sort of told us that there is an assay to bury. But the Gemara didn't just say simply, like Rishim Archai said, how do I know that Hamolinus Mesa, you ever beloved? So he he covered Tik Why didn't he just say Hamolinus Mesa, ever beloved? Like that straightforward line of Rishim Archai was only said by the Lysa, not the Assay. Says Ervaz, what the Gemara should have said, So say it straightforward. The Lysa say, with all of its time frames applied to everyone, and so does the Assay. Says Ervaz, the fact that the Gemara did not do that, the only aspect of these mitzvahs that the Gemara was very clear and precise and said it applies to everyone was the Lois essay is for a reason. The Lois essay with all of its time frames and limitations of Lina, that applies to every single person. A person passes away, the Hever Kedish and the family have to make sure that they don't violate Lysalin. And that's the time frame they have to think of, of, of Lysalin, whatever Lysalin means. But the time frame of Assei of Kavritik Brenu, Bayoimahu, Bayoimahu doesn't apply. There is a mitzvah to bury, but there's no specific time frame to fulfill that mitzvah. Why not? How did Chazal know to do this? That the say with its time frame goes to everyone, but the say with its time frame does not. So says the Radvaz like this, the time of the Milsa. The reason is as follows. The Bishlam Haruge Bezdin, 
Hayoim done in Oisim Babaiker. Says the Ravaz like this. Here's his, here, here's his point. His point is, is that the only time frame, the, the time frame that the Loisa say gives you, or the say gives you, those are time frames that are able to, that Bezin can always keep to those, to that schedule. They can always keep that schedule. Why? Because Bezin, for example, is only killing someone. They're only, they're only carrying out capital punishment during the day. That's when Bezin functions, only during the day. So this person is going to be killed during the day. So automatically, once, he's, once the person is killed like that, the assay of cover tikrin of Yoimahu could always be fulfilled. There's no reason for Bezdin to push off uh, killing the person three minutes before Shkia, where there's no time to bury him during the day. So Bezdin, they're scheduling their own, you know, they're, they're, make, they're taking care of their own schedule. So because they know that there's a mitzvah, to, because the Pasuk says that there's a mitzvah to bury that day, so they could make sure that the person is uh, taken care of within the time frame to fulfill that mitzvah. But says our advice, but if you were to take this essay and its time frame to everyone, then you're automatically opening up this, a situation where many times you're not going to be able to fulfill this mitzvah. If a person Lolena passes away just a few minutes before sunset, there's simply not enough time to bury him by Yoimahu. Therefore, says our advice, it's only logical for Chazal to take this mitzvah and expand it to everyone if it's going to be able to be fulfilled in every situation. But because, and, and, and it can be fulfilled if we're in charge of when a person passes away. So if you're Bezdin and you're in charge of when you're you know, taking the person uh, you know, give, and giving him skila, so then you can make sure that you give yourself enough time of cover to get rid of And that's why the Pasuk obligates it, because it's possible. But once you're applying this essay to everyone, <laughs> it's not up to us uh, when a person passes away to make sure that there's enough time to fulfill B'yaymo. Therefore, says the Advaz, it's illogical, even if Chazal had this lotion of Tik Berenu, that the essay applies to everyone, but to apply the time frame to everyone, that's, that, that's not fair. It's unfair. It, it wouldn't be appropriate to apply the time frame to everyone if you know going in that it's impossible to ensure that the time frame is, is kept. It's just impossible. And therefore, says the Ravaz, the assay is applied to everyone, but only the concept of the assay, that there is a mitzvah. But the actual time frame and saying, oh, but it has to be Yamu, it's impossible to, to carry that over to everyone. Says the Ravaz, but that's all for the assay. That's all for the assay. The lois assay, with its time frame, can be carried over. Why? Because says the Ravaz, the lois assay is what? Is Loisalan. Loisalan means to, and this is the Chiddush of the Ravaz, Lina, according to Ravaz, means not just that the person is not buried by sunrise. It means to go through an entire nighttime from sunset to sunrise without the person being buried. And therefore, says Ravaz, even though if a person, if a person, let's say, passes away in the middle of the night, they would not be in violation of Loisalan if they're not buried by the next morning. You have to go through an entire nighttime. Therefore, says the Ravaz, whenever a person passes away, there is plenty of time for the family to make sure that the violation of Lysalan doesn't happen. Because whenever the person passes away, it's not like, oh, there's a few minutes to sunrise and it's too late. No. If the person passes away a few minutes before sunrise, then the violation of Lysalan only kicks in the following day, the following sunrise. You have to go through an entire nighttime in order to violate that prohibition. Okay, so you got plenty of time. To bury the person. 
So uh, the, uh, see that this is the, and this is the chiddush of the Radas, that the say is bayaymahu, which means whenever the person passes away, nightfall. That's the cutoff point, and because it's so rigid and it doesn't leave us any window of time to deal with, if the person passes away close to that that that, uh, that demarcation point of nightfall, uh, so it's impossible to apply this time frame to everyone. But the violation of the loisas say of loisalin is not. Uh, it's not a time frame like sunrise. It's not sunrise. It's going through a twelve-hour period of nighttime, from sunset to sunrise. So if the person passes away right before sunrise, and they don't obviously they don't have time to bury him till sunrise, they didn't violate loisalin anyway. Loisalin is going to be till the next sunrise. You have to go through an entire nighttime of not being buried in order to violate loisalin, and therefore because of that. There's no problem with, ex- with extending the time limit of Leisalin to everyone. Because whenever a person passes away, but you, you'll have ample time to bury the person in order to make sure you don't violate Leisalin. Yeah. Can you compare Leisalin to what's suffer? Compare and it should look like a tour of suffer the night ah. by night Very good, very good. So, so this is a, we'll see in a second, this is a tiny that many of them have in the Ravaz. The Ravaz is interesting, because you're right, in, the, in that same tshuva, he does bring Leisalin Pula Sacher as to indicate what, what Lina means. And over here, as we'll see in a second, he is veering from the definition of Leisalin over there. It's a very, very good time, and I'm going to make this point. This is the Chiddush Laravaz, that even though we're learning from the word Lina to mean sunrise, but it doesn't mean just like that moment of sunrise can happen with a person not buried. It means an entire period of nighttime. And, because, and again, that's the, and that's the point over here. Because of this, you said, of the Ravaz, therefore we're able to explain and we can legitimize how the time frame of the Leisese is, is workable with anyone, with any particular person that passes away, even though we're not in charge of when a person dies. The time frame of Leisalin is, is still manageable, but the time frame of Bayoy Mahu is not manageable to every person because it's just not, not always is it, uh, is it possible of tough, a cover to Kavrinah B'yom Hu based on when the person passes away. And that, therefore that's the Chiddush Dorabaz. That the say with its time limit applies to everyone, but the say and its time limit does not. That will be the Chiddush Dorabaz. Now, but again, like you mentioned, this, this is the sheet of the Radvaz, but however, there's a, there's a number of Rukhim that disagree with the Radvaz most famously and, and, and forcefully is the Shagas Arya. Every, every opinion of the Shagas Arya you know, it's, it's named Shagasari for a reason. You know, every opinion that he had was stark. You know, he did not back down from a fight, that's for sure. Not from Rishayna, and certainly not from Muradvaz. So the, the Shagasari, in, um, it's in Chadoshes, in Simavav. The, the classic Shagasari is, uh, you're not going to find this in the, the classic Shagasari. This is a, a new, say, it's not new, I mean, it's called Chadoshes, but it's, it's very old at this point. But uh, in Simavav, in the new, new Shagasari, so he says like this. So he says, not like the Radvaz, no. Just as the Lysese with its time limit and time frame applies to everyone, says the Shagasari, so too does the Asay apply to everyone. The Bayoima, who also applies to everyone. That there's a Mitzvah Asay to bury someone that passes away, Bayoima Misa, the day that they passed away. Just like the Pasuk, which is speaking about someone killed in Bezin, it says clearly Bayoima who. So when the Gemara in Sanhedrin, using the extra word Tikbarenu, applies that Pasuk to everyone, so it means the whole Pasuk, including Bayamu. 
he makes this point where it makes sense that you're you're using that extra pasuk of tikvarenu to apply the pasuk to everyone but only partially cover tikvarenu to everyone but not b'yamul once you're extending the pasuk from that extra word to everyone then apply it to everyone the whole pasuk and the b'yamul as well just for the midst of bearing but not for the time frame it applies to everyone I what about the 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 the, the point of the radvaz that the b'yamul time frame is just so it's so limited, like not everyone's going to be able to keep that. But Leisolin is, is manageable because it's a whole nighttime. Says the, says the Shagasarye, he's wrong about that point of the entire nighttime. Like you mentioned, it says the Shagasarye, Marmok number 10, in Mace Belilah. Again, what we know from the Gemara clearly applies the say with its time frame to everyone. And so the Ravaz was assuming that the time frame for the say is not just sunrise. Right, because then you know you could have the same issue. Okay, what happens if a person passes away right before sunrise? There's also no time. Says Rav Aznana that you you'll always have time for Lysalin because it doesn't mean sunrise; it means an entire nighttime. So if a person passes away right before sunrise, he's not in violation of Lysalin that that sunrise. He's in violation of Lysalin 24 hours later. So you got plenty of time. Says Rav Az, you're wrong about that. That's not true. Just as you're assuming about the assay that it's sunset. And, uh, you know, and it is what it is. Says the Ravaz, the same thing with Lina. When it says Lina over here, it doesn't mean an entire nighttime. Lina means sunrise. Sunrise. Says the, says the Shagasari, in Mace Belayla, if a person passes away in the middle of the night, Avobisha Beknesis Alayla Yudayin Chai. So it means he was alive in the, middle, in the beginning of the night. Right? So that's what it means. So he passed away in the middle of the night. By sunrise, that's called Laisalim. Vaiver Nolven, you would violate that. Therefore, says the, says the Shagasari, there's no room to separate and to, to distinguish between the assay and the say. Well, the assay you can't apply because it's too limiting. But the lois say you can. It's not true. They're both limiting. So, I, what happens if a person passes away right before sunrise or right before sunset? So the shaka says, okay, it's the minus. What can I tell you? Okay, so it is what it is. You know, what happens if a person uh, is sick on Pesach? Like, can't eat matzah? Okay, it is what it is. So, I'm not going to, says the says the I'm not going to start playing and manipulating the drushes of Chazal because it's because sometimes it's too difficult. You, you can't fulfill the essay properly. Sometimes you can't fulfill the voice essay. What can I tell you? It is what it is. And so this is uh, the opinion of the Shagasari. And for the most part, this is the opinion of, of most Achreinim. So Halach Lamaisa, the way most Achreinim work it out is that we assume, let's, let's break it down like this. Halach Lamaisa, most Achreinim assume the following breakdown. That in terms of the guidelines of, of, of the time frame of assay and lois assay, we'll assume that again, the assay is a person passes away, cover tick, and we assume like the Shagasari, that it means the obligation is to bury the person by, by uh, sunset, by sunset. If there's enough time to do it, then Avada, you have to do it. If there's not enough time, okay, it's a nightness, okay, I tell you. But the assay is what it is, cover tick, and then there's a lois essay. The lois essay is lysolin nivlasai alates that you're not allowed to have the person not buried until sun, sunrise. And the moment of sunrise, you're going to be in violation of the lois essay. And this and this is what we assume, like the shagasari, and this applies to everyone. So a person passes away in the middle of the, the, middle of the day. The essay tells you the person has to be buried by sunset. If a person passes away in the middle of the night, the lois essay says the guy has to be buried by sunrise. And that's the that's the halacha that most achrayim go with, assuming like the going like with the shagasari. Okay.
<coughs> now again, that obviously is very tight. That's <laughs> very, very tight. To fulfill the assay properly or converse with the assay, it's mom, it's just within that time frame of 12 hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, if, uh, if the patir was during the daytime, then you got till sunset based on the assay. If the patir was at nighttime, then you got till sunrise based on the assay. That leaves a very short window of time. So, so it's like this. Okay, right, exactly, exactly. So, there, so, so, no, so, no, so, according to Radvaz, the, 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 the meaning, yeah, the Shagasari doesn't uh, address that. He, he says, okay, you know, uh, why doesn't the Gemara say in more straightforward and forceful language that say applies to everyone like it did, but let's just say, okay, it doesn't explain. He doesn't say the Lushan, but it, but it's from the context of that tshuva, it is clear that he does talk about the mitzvah of meis mitzvah. There is an idea of meis mitzvah, that's for sure. But in terms of it being by that's the Ravah says it doesn't apply. Okay, now in terms of we're going to get in a moment. It's getting late. We're going to move a little quick, but now it's already easier. It's already easier now. We're going to get to now some heterim that uh, are very very important, but. We'll, we'll first first have a chumrah to then get us to a kula. We'll see what I mean. That pasuk that we started with, because it's all everything we're learning is just breaking down this pasuk. So again, let's go back to our mukkah number one. Read through the pasuk again. That's the loisasei. That's the asay. Then the pasuk continues. Because why should the person be buried? Says the pasuk because it's a to be zayin. That's the simple simple shot. It's to be Zion for the Rabbanish Lailam, for Tselem Alakim, to be hanging like this and not to be buried. Then the Pasuk ends with a very strange thing. And don't contaminate the land of Eretz Yisrael that the Rabbanish was giving you. All of a sudden, Eretz Yisrael. What does it mean, what, what does it mean to contaminate the land? I mean, land can't become Tame. There's no Karka doesn't become Tame anyway. So what exactly? And the land doesn't, it becomes less Tame when you put the dead body in the land. Like, what, what, what does that pasuk mean exactly? So there's a chiddush from the Ramban. Okay, Ramban on Chumash. It's not, it's interesting. It's it's really his own chiddush. It's not necessarily rooted in Chazal. It's not referenced in Chazal, I should say, in a clear way. But the Ramban says the following thing. Maramukah number eleven. Don't contaminate the land by not burying the person. This is don't you know don't let the body sit like that. Don't contaminate the land of Eretz Yisrael. According to according to the Chachamim, This is not just the pasuk giving a reason for the mitzvah. The reason for the mitzvah was already given. It's hanging like that. So what does the pasuk then mean? And don't contaminate the land. Says the Ramban. It's not a reason. Right? If that's the reason for somehow not bearing a person contaminates Eretz Yisrael, then that'll then that this whole thing should only apply to Eretz Yisrael. That's not true. It applies everywhere. So what does the Pasuk mean? Avuhulav sheni. Says Ramban, the Pasuk is really introducing us to a new lav. We had one lav, which was all over the place, general, leisalin. And now we're introduced to a new lav. Of leisitami yisad mascha. Asher shemalakech anaisin l'chalin l'achla. What does that mean? Umin halav hazeh, cover Yeshua malchei kinan b'yayman. So Chiddush, in Sefer Yeshua, Bez Hashem, actually Sunday morning, we're going to get to Bez Hashem. The, uh, it's right around the corner. So uh, there's a Maisa that when Yeshua ben Nun, there's a whole a number of kings in Eretz Yisrael gathered together to fight against the Jewish people. 
the Yishuv Anun wipes them out, and he captures the kings that made this, uh, this attack on us. And the Pasuk says he, each one of those king, kings are killed. And it says in Pasuk, Yishuv Anun hung them up, even though you're not obligated, this was not Mises Bezdin like to Yidin, but that's what Yishuv Anun did, he hung them up. And the Pasuk says, but he made sure to take them down and to bury them that day. Pasuk makes that point, that he buried them that day. Says the Ramban, why is Yishuv Anun burying them that day? Says the Ramban, it was not because of Lysolin. Lysolin applies to Yidin. What is, why is Yishuv Anun burying these Goyim Davka that day? Says the Ramban, because there's this new love of Lysitami Yisad Moscha, Sheshem And says the Ramban, it's a Chiddush, a new love. This love applies to anyone that dies, Jew and non-Jew, that in Eretz Yisrael they have to be buried that day. It's a new Chiddush. So until now, we've been talking about a say and a loisa say that applies everywhere, but specific to Yidin. Says the Ramban, now we have a new, a new love, which is only in Eretz Yisrael, but it applies to everyone in Eretz Yisrael, both Jew and non-Jew alike. Says the Ramban, umin alav hazeh, from this new love of loisa tami, sad mascha, cover Yeshua Malchi Kinan, he that's why Yeshua Benun buries these non-Jewish kings. That not just non-Jews, they're already by the Tsar. He buries them the day that they were killed. Even though these people were not uh, a symbol of Tselmulakim, that it's a bizarre to Hashem to have them have them like this. But that there's something about Eretz Yisrael being in Eretz Hachayim, you know. Kisham Tzila Hashem Asalakecha Sabracha Chaim Ad Oilam. The pasuk says Eretz Yisrael is called the land of the Chaim. So having any person that passed away not buried immediately, or by Yoimahu Alkopanim, that's a violation of this new prohibition. That's the chiddush. That's the chiddush of the Ramban. So it's a Mardik chiddush. So you have a new chumra that in Eretz Yisrael there's an extra severity of by Yoimahu that even applies to non-Jews. That's the chiddush of Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so, so until now, it's been Chumrah, Tapa Chumrah, Tapa Chumrah. So it means that in Chutzlaretz, for Yidn al Kopanim, we have an assay of that day before sunset, and a lois assay before sunrise. And in Eretz Yisrael, even to Goyim, you have an assay of Bayoimahu. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, you have a, a lois assay of, uh, of making, of lois as Masla, that the person should be buried that day. Okay, that's, that's the Chiddush of the Ramban. <clears throat> There's another Gemara, which adds an even another Chumrah, and from this we'll, we'll see some Kulas. In Marmokan number 12, there's a Gemara Babakama. The Gemara Babakama in Pebeza Mebeza is talking about 10 unique qualities to the city of Yerushalayim. 10 unique qualities to Yerushalayim. And it says the Gemara like this Gemara Babakama, Pebeza Mebeza. Asar Dvarm Nemru Yerushalayim. There are 10 in Yanim that were said by Yerushalayim. And it, obviously the Gemara goes through all ten, and one of them is ve'en ba esames. That in Yerushalayim, a body should not be left uh, too long. A person should be buried right away in Yerushalayim. So that's what the Gemara says. So the Rishonim ask, in Yerushalayim a person has to be buried right away. Uh, Molinus Mesa is a law from the Torah. It applies everywhere. All of Eretz Yisrael, specifically even to Goyim. What's Yerushalayim? What's, what's this Chedesh of Yerushalayim? So what's the answer? So there are two there are two answers. And to appreciate the answer, go to Marmokka number 13. Let's go back to the Mishnah Sanhedrin. The Mishnah Sanhedrin, again, was giving us the general, con- the, 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 this idea of burying a person right away, how Mises Bezin takes place, and then right away they would take them off the pole and bury them. The Mishnah says, the, the Heter, this is the Heter for, uh, 
for this whole sugya of loisasei and say and so on. Says the Mishnah, helinu Let's say the person is not being buried right away. It's not the person not being buried by sunset, not by sunrise, but it's lechvoida. It's for the person's own honor. In other words, the tachrichim. Let's say the person uh, they they need to have more time to prepare an aron properly or tachrichim properly, or the rishonim give an extension what, uh, to give more time for more people to come to levaya. So we're not talking about just delaying it as a bizayin for the guy because we don't care. Adrava, we do care about him. We wanted to have more uh, more dignified uh, burial, more dignified levayim. Let's say the person is being left over and not being buried right away for his own covet. Says the Mishnah, that's mutter. That's mutter. And the reason why the Gemara explains over there, that's based on the Pasuk. Again, the Pasuk talks about And even though we saw from the Gemara that it applies to everyone. But the reason, so why does the Pasuk talk about so specifically a guy hanging on a pole? So says the Gemara because it's using that as in a way of explaining the context of this Isser and this Mitzvah, that this is talking about leaving the guy on a pole like that, which is a Bizayim. So anything that's, that's, that's not that, that type of Indian, of letting the person sit without burial, similar to that situation of hanging on a pole, in other words, in a state of Bizayim, just be, as an expression of not caring about the guy, that's a violation of say and say appropriate to their time frames. But if you're doing it al-tzkavit, because you want to give more time for Levi or whatever the case may be, then that Adrava, that's not a violation at all. It's completely mutter. Based on that heter, based on that Yisai, comes the sheet and the Tibetans and explains that's the difference between Rishalayim and everywhere else. It's a huge chumrah. That this Indian of a person, of a person being allowed to, you're allowed to delay a kvura for the person's own covet, to give more time for people to come to Levaya, to allow more, better preparations, v'chulu v'chulu, that's everywhere except Yerushalayim. Except Yerushalayim. Says the Shittim Mekabetzis, Marmok, number 14. The Shema Yeshleimer, perhaps, one can answer why does, again, the question was in Baba Kama, that one of the unique qualities of Yerushalayim is that a person has to be buried right away. A person has to be buried right away all, all over the place. What's unique to Yerushalayim? The Yerushalayim ain't lanin v'afil That even if you want to delay the Kvura in Yerushalayim for the purposes of the person's own covet, that is not allowed in Yerushalayim. Dilo ba'alma, whereas everywhere else, for a person's own honor, that's certainly mutter. In Yerushalayim, it's not. Now, this is a chiddush, and you should know, this is in fact, uh, you know, the Achorin bring down, the Gesher Chaim, many Achorin bring down, this is in fact the Minik. This is in fact the Minik. That in Yerushalayim, it's right away. They don't allow any time for Now, again, when we just make this point clear, when I say Yerushalayim, I don't mean, like, you know, the, the, the board, the, I don't mean the borders of, Yerush, of modern day Yushalayim. We're talking about Yushalayim Kedushas Yushalayim, which is basically like the old city. It's a sugi by itself how far the borders of Yushalayim go, but uh, the old city with maybe a few, you know, little surrounding areas. Though bonafide Yushalayim, a person that, that dies in Yushalayim and they're being buried uh, in that place. So then it's uh, even that we don't we don't delay. Person is uh, you know person is a, is a resident in modern day Yerushalayim, but it's not halachically Yerushalayim. Then obviously that's not what we're talking about. But technically Yerushalayim, that's the halacha. That even if it's l'chvaydai, the time frame of the asen say are not are not. Uh, there's no there's no uh, you're not allowed to violate the time frame of the asen say even l'chvaydai. That's the chiddush of the shidim Say it again. 
They do it right away, yeah. But I'm saying, but in, technically speaking, it's really only the area of Kedusha's Yerushalayim. Now, there's another, there's another uh, explanation in the Rishayim to give another Nakuda why Yerushalayim is there. How's Yerushalayim different than unique? <laughs> With this one, then we'll go into the Pneumus just for a little bit. In Marmokka number 15, there's a Rashi. Rashi on Babakam over there. Again, the Gemara Babakam has said, Yerushalayim is unique, that the person is buried, you can't, uh, you can't delay. So says Rashi, Says Rashi, if a person, that when a person passes away in Yerushalayim, that day you have to bury him immediately. The Achorinim explained that what Rashi is trying to point to is the following, that Yerushalayim has this quality of Chumrah. That even the time frame you don't have till the end of the day. Yerushalayim is Miyad. Meaning even within that day, it's Miyad. So you don't have, not only, it's, it's, there's mamish, like, immediately, there's no, no time frame, not till sunset. You can't delay it even until sunset. It's miyad. So the Gesher Chai, for example, brings down, I saw this recently, he brings down that uh, Shmuel Salant, who was uh, the leader of Yishalayim, who was the, the, the Rav of Yishalayim. So he was mocked, he was mocked on this. He never, and, and he, the interesting, Gesher Chaim says that when, when he when he was, when he note when Shmuel Salam was alive, the Gesher Chaim says, I wasn't old enough and knowledgeable enough to ask him why he was mocked like this. But he does know that Shmuel Salam was mocked, that anyone that was that was being buried in Yushalayim died in buried in Yushalayim, miyad. That it should not, not even to wait a couple hours. Mamish miyad. And so the Gesher Chaim says, probably it's coming because of this rush. This is all the chumras that we have. Again, so... But there are we have an interesting phenomenon over here, and this is what's going to move us into Pneumis just for a few minutes, which is that what started off as a mitzvah, you know, generally speaking, when we have, uh, there's two categories of mitzvahs, right? Mitzvahs Hatzulius Baretz, and Mitzvahs Shein Tzulius Baretz, right? You have agricultural-based mitzvahs, and those are Eretz Yisrael, right? So you fly to Eretz Yisrael, whatever. And then you have Mitzvahs Shein Tzulius Baretz, Mitzvahs Haguf, Tefillin, Shabbos, Kashrus, uh, it applies everywhere evenly. But we see after this whole discussion, what we see is an interesting phenomenon. Is that it's like the closer you get to Beis Amikdash, the more chumr this sugya becomes, right? So this Indian of burying someone, it's not a, it's not an air, it's not a mitzvah to bar, it's, it's not an agricultural Indian. It's a, it's It's obviously it's a mitzvah on the guy. It's a gavra dekinyan. It's a it's a personal. It's an uh, obligation on the body and the person, and so that's therefore it's, it's it's only logical that it should apply everywhere evenly. But all of a sudden, again, each one for its own reasons, we sort of have this process that it applies everywhere, but but it gets more and more severe and more chomerdik the deeper into Eretz Yisrael you go. So in Chutzlaretz, there's an asayin say. but first of all, it only applies to Yidden, and even the asayin say you know, those boundaries can be, uh, can be crossed if it's for the person's cover. When you get to Eretz Yisrael, all of a sudden, the say and the apply to, like the, the, the Ramban said, applies to even Goyim. When you get to Yerushalayim, not only does it apply to Goyim, but even, even the Hatterim, the time frame, the, like, like according to Rashi, for example, the window of time becomes more severe. And, uh, or like the Shittim Gvesa says, that the, 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 the Heter of Lechvoidai, of being able to do things and to wait things out because of the person's own COVID, that also goes away. So it becomes more and more chamer. So the question is, why? What's this? Why is uh, why, why is Eretz Yisrael all of a sudden involved over here? Like, is it Tamis at Maschal? 
What shaykh is there to show? Okay, so no, I left, maybe I left the fun part for uh, five minutes. Okay, so it's like this. In the writings of Maral, we find, what's the city of Kavur Bechlal? And again, this is now we're going to see how this mitzvah sheds light on, on the whole Bria. And it's, maybe it'll open some questions. And we still have Shabbos Ishmael supposed to up. So I still have the hetter of uh, saying strange things and then just ending it and going right there. So it's like this. The Maral says that the Indian of Kavura is, we find this in Chazal. It's not, he's not making this up on his own. It's rooted in Chazal. That the Indian of Kvura is connected with the Amun in Tchiyas Amesim. That the, morale, the way the morale puts it, again, the language the morale is, that something that is bepoil, that's the language of the morale, something that's bepoil, bepoil means in the language of the morale, done, it's finished, gamarnu. It fulfilled its purpose, there's nothing left, there, there's no more potential you know, involved in this thing, it's gamarnu. It, you finished, you know, it's an empty, empty uh, soda can, it's gamarnu, it's bepoil. Says the Ramban, something that's bepoil, that's completely finished. So you leave that in the open. You leave that in the open. It's it, 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 all of its inner content has already been uh, been uh, been unpackaged. It's done. Something that, however, still is bekoyach, something that still has more potential to it. Automatically, when you're dealing with something that has potential, it already demands a certain level of tznius. It already demands a certain level of 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 care, of care, and so says the Ramban. If the body, if there would be no such idea of tchias and so it's bepoil. So like the body did what it was supposed to do, finished. I mean, it was supposed to uh, be the vehicle for that person's soul for 120 years. It did its job, so so finished. It's gemarno. There's no reason to show it covet and dignity. It's finished. It's an empty soda bottle. Says the Ramban, the fact that says the Maral, the fact that we have a mitzvah kfura means that the body is not done, that it's still bekaya. There's still more. There's more than meets the eye left to the body. The body still has more to say, and that's why it's being buried. It's being buried as a simon of its inner potential that has yet to be, that has yet to be tapped, that has yet to be manifest. And that is what tchias mason is about. So the inn of kfura says the morale is rooted in not just the belief in Tchies HaMesim, but it, it's rooted in the potential resurrection that's contained in the body itself. In other words, when we think of Tchies HaMesim, this is the Chiddush of the Moral. When we think of Tchies HaMesim, okay, it's one of the, the, the core beliefs of our faith. So what does Tchies HaMesim mean? The body's dead, it's lifeless, there's nothing there, right? But the Rabban Hashem, we believe, at some point is going to take the Neshama, which the Neshama is alive, and the neshama is going to come, that's the battery, it's going to go back into the body, and the body will come back to life. But in the meantime, the body has nothing. The body is just, it's not much, it's not much nothing. It says the, 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 the Ramal is telling us not like that. The Ramal is saying, no, 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 it's not, it's not only that we believe that the neshama is going to come and bring the body back. It means that right now, there's kaychis in the body that are not being, that, that we have to believe in, that becomes apparent to us through our belief in Tchis and Mason. In other words, we think the way we tend to think of things, and this is a, a even though the morale doesn't expand on this too much, in the writings of Rabbi Shalom Dagbar the writings of Rashad, this is a big, big sugya, and it's also spoken about by Rabbi Nachman and Lukut Moran in a number of places. Tonight's the Rabbi Nassim's yard site. So 
we think that God, when we're talking about, let's say, Ruchnis versus Gashmis, Ruchnis versus Gashmis. So we tend to think that, listen, uh, you know, that the, the main, the, the reality that has life and has, um, there, okay, let me put it this way. The Rabbani Shalom is alive. The Rabbani Shalom is Kel Chai V'Kai. Anything that's going to claim a title of being alive is going to have to claim a quality of godliness. This is, something is alive, it means it's only able to claim such a thing because it's connected to Telekos. The Rabbani Shalom is alive, and if something wants to claim to be alive, it means it has to be connected to the Rabbani Shalom. So we have this we have this phenomenon, we have these two dimensions in reality, Gashmis and Rochnias. Which one is alive? Well, if the definition of life means connected to the Rabbani Shalom, then the way, way we tend to think of things is that Rochnias is alive, the Nisham is alive. The Nisham is alive, that's the source of life. How is our body alive? Well, our body's alive because our Nishama, which is alive, is in our body. And the Nishama is what's keeping our bodies alive. The body by itself has no life to it. Varaya. <laughs> the Nishama leaves the body. Look what happens. So the body has no, has no life to itself. This is something that we, that we think of by the body. And, and by extension, this is what we think of Gashmias. Gashmias is dead by itself. Gashmias has no inner life. It has no inner life. In other words, another way to say, to say that would be that Gashmias has no, has no def- independent claim to Elokus to be able to say that it's alive. The only dimension of reality that can claim a connection to Elokus, and namely, therefore, to say that it's alive, is Ruchnias. Its spirituality is the Elmas Halyoinim. Because there's such a thing that the Rabbani Shalom did is maftulasis of taking the Olam Haruchni, taking the divine, uh, taking uh, the higher dimensions of who we are, the spiritual world, and uniting it with the physical, now the physical is alive. The site of Tchiyas Mesim is not that the Nisham will come back. Like, if you look at it like that, then because the body doesn't have its own life source, doesn't have its life, it doesn't have its own uh, existence by itself. It depends on the neshama. So automatically there's a principle in, in, in philosophy and in, in, in Kabbalah as well that if something doesn't have, if something doesn't own something by itself, automatically it's going to be limited how long it's going to be able to borrow it for. Right? If I don't, listen, you know, if, if, if I don't have a car and I'm borrowing yours, maybe Istanbul is 30 days. And let's say you want to stipulate more than 30 days. not forever. Right? If I'm borrowing your car forever, then that's called me stealing your car. Right? That's not, if I'm borrowing it, it means it's not forever. So if, if the body's life is borrowed from the neshama, then automatically it's not going to be forever. And that's why life, we experience life as, as finite. The person passes away. Because we experience life in such a way that Gashmis doesn't have its own independent connection to the, uh, the connection to is Rochnias, and Rochnias therefore is alive, and what, and what keeps physical things alive is siphoning off of Rochnias. So that's going to be limited by its very definition. It's not going to be forever. Comes to Chiesemesim and reveals to us a deeper reality. What's Chiesemesim? The body will live forever. Why? Because it's going to be borrowing the car forever? No, no. The Chiddush of Chiesemesim is that just as the Rabbani Shalom is Melech Bel Yoinim, he's independently Melech Betach That don't think of the body and Gashmias as being only connected to Elikus through its connection to Ruchnias. 
That's how we experience things now. The Chiddush with Chiyas HaMesim is, no, 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 no. Just as Ruchnius is, is saturated with Elokos, the Rabbanu Shalom is manifest in the Olam HaRuchni, he is also manifest in the Olam HaGashmi. Not only is that true independently, that Gashmi has its own feet to stand on through Chiyas HaMesim, the Rabbi Rashab goes even further and he says, but the truth is, Be'etzem, it's really Fakert. It's really the body that's really sustaining the Nisham. It's a Chiddush. It's a, there's a lot to talk about by this. But to a certain degree, Ruchnius, um, Gashmius reflects the Rabbanu Shalom in a certain sense more than Ruchnius. Because the Rabbanu Shalom can say, I. The Rabbanu Shalom can say, I. Anoichi Hashem That's the first way, that's the first word the Rabbanu Shalom introduced himself to us in Torah is by saying, I. Ruchnius, nothing in the world of Ruchni, in Malachim and Neshamas, would ever utter the word I. They would, say so. they would never have the ego to do that. The very definition of Ruchnius, the, the Rav Hashem's presence is so apparent that they, it's not about me, it's about how to serve the Rav Hashem. The only creature that has the audacity to say I is a human being that lives in the physical world. Physicality, ironically, because because it's the way we simply think of it is because it's so disconnected from the Rabbanu Shalom, so we fall into this mistaken notion that there's not that we're that we have our own control, bechira. We have our own ideas, our own power, and that's true. Very often, it's um, it brings us down to negative places. But Chesamesh is going to reveal that the very notion, the very ability of of physical reality, maybe due to its distance from God's. From, from God's presence in an apparent way. But the reality is that phys- physicality claims, e- has ego, that in a certain sense is reflective of a much deeper connection to God, a much more, a much deeper similarity to God. Just like God can say anoichi, so we can say anoichi. The neshama doesn't say anoichi. So in a certain sense, not only does Chiyas HaMesim ultimately will reveal that the physical, physicality has its legs to stand on in terms of its connection to Elikos, and it doesn't have to siphon life and connection to God through off the neshama, it by itself is 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 connected with the rabbanu shalom. In a certain sense, God's presence will be will be even more reflected through the oil magashmi than even the oil maruchni. Ki Hashem that the real deeper understanding of who God is will be manifest through the through the earth itself. Ki Hashem as well, but aretz this, so the Indian of Kvurat, so let's go back. The Indian of Bering, says the morale, is a revelation that, there's, that the body has more than what you thought. The body has more than what you thought. Chesim is revealing, is going to reveal that the body, that, that the dividing line between Ruchis and Gashmis is not as, not as, uh, you know, not as great as you thought. The Gashmis itself is Moli is, is Moli Elokos. And that's exactly what Tchiyas Mesim is indicating. And the mitzvah of Kvura is a reflection of that truth. We might not see it yet, but we have the mitzvah of Kvura to indicate that there's more to this choymer, to this physicality, than you thought. Because the mitzvah of Kvura is, 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 is a reflection of this nekuda, that physicality itself is just as as deep as Ruchni and, and has its own connection to Rabbanu Shalom, it doesn't have to rely on Ruchni's for that. This is why Eretz Yisrael is so connected to this. And Dafka, as you get closer to Beis HaMikdash, Mishalayim and so on, it becomes even more apparent. The, you know, Rabbi, again, it's from Nassim's yard site, and so Rabbi Nassim brings down in one place in the Kutai Sichas, that, uh, in Sichas Ram, I'm sorry, 
that uh, Rav Nachman was talking about Eretz Yisrael. He was talking about the, the trees of Eretz Yisrael and the air of Eretz Yisrael. And so Rav Nachman said, Mestama the Rebbe is talking about the Torah of Eretz Yisrael and the Ruchnius of Eretz Yisrael that you could maybe gleam off of the Avir. And Rav Nachman said, no, no, no. I'm talking about the trees. I'm talking about the stones. The Eretz Yisrael is not just a place on earth where there's more Ruchnius. The Shekhinah is Bechol Mokim. The Chiddush of Eretz Yisrael is that the Gashmis of Eretz Yisrael is different. That's the Chiddush of Eretz Yisrael. That, the, the, that, that there's such a thing as Mitzvah Satoyis Ba'aretz. That the, the Paris of Eretz Yisrael is different. And, and specifically the Beis HaMikdash, which is the epicenter of, of Eretz Yisrael, was not just a place to do Avadis Hashem. The Chiddush of Beis HaMikdash was a place that, that unified Shemayim and Aretz. That Shemayim and Aretz had equal footing with each other. The Gemara says the Beis was destroyed, and ever since then, the Paris fruit don't taste as delicious. The sky, the blueness of the sky is not as clear. You want to tell me that since we're in Beis we can't learn Torah as much? We can't feel the Rebbe presence as much? This is the Gemara that, no. The Gemara's, the Gemara's examples are, Paris is not as delicious. The sky is not as blue. It's because the Indian of Beis is not Ruchnius. The Indian of Beis HaMikdash is Shechina B'Tachtoinim. It's that physicality has its own it has its own connection to Rabbanish Shloylam without it having to be destroyed and undermined and broken apart to find the Nishama. The body itself, Kedushas, Kedushas Haguf, Kedushas Haguf, Kedushas Haaretz, that's exactly what Eretz Yisrael is. Therefore, this mitzvah of Kvura, the deeper you go into Eretz Yisrael, the more Chomer it becomes. Because the only of Kvura is this Nakuda of revealing the, 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 the of, equal, of, of putting Gashiruchs on equal footing, of uniting Ruchnis and Gashmis, and making them equal, that it should be Shavah B'Shavah. This is the Indian of, okay, there's a lot to talk about, it's already late, but this is the Indian of, uh, of the sun and the moon also. The moon always represents the body, and the body comes and goes. That's the death, is like the moon. Yeah, the moon gets to nothing, then it comes back again. The Chazal say that when Shlomelech built the Beis HaMikdash, that, that time of building the Beis HaMikdash is called Sihara B'Shleimusa, where the moon was completely full. It's the fullness of the moon. It means that Gashmias became just as confident in itself, just like the sun. And that's what it means in the beginning of time, that, that so on, that the Shneimar Sagdailim, they were of equal, equal size. And ever since then, it hasn't been like that. But with Chis Mason, we'll return to that state. No, that's not Kopana what this means. So again, like I said, when you get to the Pneumis of it, it sheds light in everything. That means, and this is the beginning, this is a major principle to our Chasidis, that everything in Gashmias has the potential of being uplifted to Havadis Hashem. Why? Because again, because again, Taras Mashiach, is a reflection of Taras Mashiach. Mashiach, when Mashiach comes, this Tchias Mason takes place. This Nikud will become apparent that Gashmias has its own independent life force and connection to Rabbi Shalom and even Akadekach, maybe even more than Ruchnis itself. And that's reflected in Rabbi Hashem as well. Okay, so Hashem should bless us. We should be zaycha to, uh, to be able to see Tchias Mason as Hashem the coming Mashiach. The Vias called Sadek Meher Vimenu Amen.